What up, everybody? I'm Joshua Blecka, and this is The Master Key Project. Activate bonus content, wizard. Bonus content activated. Oh, that sounded powerful. So, we promised you bonus content around technology. Technology. So, yeah, welcome to the Tech Talk. The TED Talk around Tech Talk. On TikTok? Oh. I don't think we're on there yet. TED Talk about Tech Talk on TikTok. I like that, though. It has, oh, nice. it has a good ring to it. Okay, Joshy, when you do post-production, put that over a beat. Let's <laughs> go. TED Talk about Tech Talk on TikTok. Mm. All right, just kidding. Let's move on. Let's start this bonus episode in three, two, one. Nope, no intro. We're it's bonus. We don't have time for an intro. Okay, guys. So this <laughs> is this is the tech talk. Yes, it is. So I want to start this by a little a short story. Okay. Okay. Just Let's really see. quick, because this episode is supposed to be very quick. Okay. Right. I was visiting uh, Silicon Valley uh, last week. Really. And um, someone asked me. Wichita. Wichita? What's your, no. What is your tar? Oh. Like, do you guys know what your tar is? Tar and feather? No. No. Tech awareness rating. Oh. Is that a thing? Do you guys, because you guys are like super techie. Now it is. Now it is. is I love that. Little C's. Okay, so this person. I won't say it was Bill Gates, but it might have been Bill Gates. <laughs> was it William? He comes up, he comes or up Bill? and he goes, um, both. <laughs> comes up to me and goes, Hey, do you know what your tech rating is? Tech awareness rating is? And I was like, No. And he goes, You should, you're in Silicon Valley. Ooh. And I immediately was like, Oh my gosh, where's three to six crew to save me? Because <laughs> you guys are the ones that connect all the cables to make this thing popping. So that's right. Um, can I start? Yeah. Because I, I yeah. spent some time like trying to figure out what my, my tar is. So is this like a scaling out of 10? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. a 0 out of 10. It's a rating. It's a 0 out of 10. Okay. Okay. It's a rating. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, mm-hmm. essentially, yourself. yeah. Okay. It's essentially how much do you know about tech? How much can you use tech? Um, Self-awareness. Though. Yeah. So, uh, Josh. What you, what you need to have as a leader. So my tar is, what is your tar? without further ado. Oh. Yeah. Two point three. Two point wait. No, yes. it's higher yes. than that. Yes, no, no. It's it. way higher no, than that. No, because ten is like um, you know. Bill Gates? No, Elon Musk. Elon oh, Musk. you're right. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's just because new age. Elon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're comparing ten yeah. to. Okay. So I'm like a two point three. Here's the deal. I can make movies on Final Cut. I can make songs using pianos and um you know. That's hooked up with cables. <laughs> I know what a USB cord is. What what, uh, what software for the audio? Uh, stop it. <laughs> so I was trying to help leave his car alone. I'm totally being vulnerable right now. I was trying to boost your rating. Come on. No, no uh, boosting necessary. Uh, so here's the deal. Um, yeah, that's that's it. I love learning though, and that's my tar. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good so thing about tar is that it's flexible. You can learn yeah. and increase your tar, right? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like a credit rating. Yeah. Well, shoot. 
Okay. Well, it won't it won't restrict you from buying certain things, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. will restrict you in implementing certain things at, at program oh, level. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like so that. The, the, let's do a once around. And I'm going to popcorn to um, Joshi just because we share the same name. What is your tar? Uh, that's got to be the episode name, FYI. Yeah. What is your tar? Like what, what is, is your tar? tar? Yeah. I think my tar is... Um, I mean, if we're comparing ten to Elon Musk, <laughs> that's pretty high. That, I, I was over here thinking I was gonna. All right, I'm like at least a solid seven point eight, maybe. But if we're comparing ten to, to Elon Musk, I would say I'm like a a good five point five, maybe. Dang, he essentially said he's double as good as me. That's impressive. I like that. Um, I mean, ouch. <laughs> ouch! I have to make sure the podcast runs well. So yes, that okay, hey, hey, that's true. That I totally appreciate it. <laughs> He could no. unplug us all right now. So give us give us an, an under like what can you do, really quick. Um, like three I, things that would impress someone who's non techy. Ooh. Three things that would impress a two point three. Three things. <laughs> um, is that accumulated or I'm Adobe certified uh, in editing software? He's a licensed drone pilot. Licensed drone pilot. Okay. Licensed drone pilot. Okay, and that's really techy. It's not just yeah. You know, it's not just like a remote control. Yeah, like I would think. Uh, and I've built my own computer from scratch with low C. Low C. Segway. Let's hear it, man. What's what's your tar? What's your tar? <laughs> my tar. All right. Just because Elon Musk, like Josh said, is a ten, I would have to say probably like a six point five. Oh, okay. So you guys know each other very well, yes. Joshy. I, is I, he more tech? I think, is oh, he 100%. more? Is his tech aware? Yeah, I think he's higher than that. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah. his tar. Yeah. He's being he's being modest. I he's think being super his, modest. His tar is at least seven or a little bit higher than seven. Seven point. If, if ten is Elon Musk, he's like a seven point nine. Yeah. Oh no. wow. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's, pretty, he's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Let's good. average those two. Okay. You get a seven. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> let's hear what you do. What can you do? What's your superpowers? <laughs> Your tech, tech I do a lot of troubleshooting, to be honest. So when anything goes wrong, they usually call me, try to figure it out. Uh, so anything from building computers, yeah. uh, 3D design. I teach 3D design and game development with the students as well. Um, cell phones. And everything in between. Cell phones. You name I, it. Okay, so I just thought right now, I gave a little breakdown of what I know. You guys are giving breakdowns of what you know. Let's calibrate people listening. What would you assign a Geek Squad member? Oh, what are they? What do you think they are? You talking about the and people I, this from is Best not, Buy? This is not throwing do you, shade. Do you want to hear the honest answer? Yes. I think you know more than them. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. You just made me blush. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hold on. Stop. Okay. For real. So that people can get an, an idea. Like, what do you think Geek Squad knows? Okay. If, if they're I, the ones that come out, set up your computers. Yeah. Set up your stuff. Overall. As like an average, as a conglomerate, not individuals. Yes. I would give them like a four, maybe a five. I okay. I agree on five. Okay, four point five. Five. Yeah. Four point five. Four point five. five. Four point five. No, okay, yeah. so I am a two point three. Mm-hmm. For just a frame of reference, Geek Squad about four point five. Joshy, you're better than Geek Squad. Little C's, you're way better than Geek Squad. Jet. Oh, what's your tar? <clears throat> I'm gonna flip little, the script. J- just to give a visual, everyone. Little C's. His eyes just started getting very tight, like closed, looked at Jet. Like, if you surpass me, I'm going to call you out kind of thing. No. Kind of look. I don't know. This he, is he should be higher. He than, should be higher. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If not right there. I think it's 
it's hard because I, I we think, each have I our think, own niche. Yeah, for yeah. for us, we have Stop like, talking about us, Jet. It's you. <laughs> Give us your tar. <laughs> okay, your I'm tar? okay. It's I'm gonna say an eight. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Because there there are parts. Tell us why. There, Tell us why. Yeah, there there are parts of me where I think little C's fills in very well. Right. There's stuff that I don't know that that he knows. Um, but the reason why I say an eight is, you know, I've I've developed a lot of online web applications. I know multiple um, programming languages, um, you know, along with other troubleshooting and technology based stuff. So and and for the most part, there's not a programming language that's object oriented that you can't learn or I mean that I think that you can't learn that I can't learn. Um, just because they all kind of run off of the same uh, basic principles. That's hilarious. Don't forget your greatest creation. That's right. And I made the wizard. Oh, oh. snap. <laughs> okay. I was going to find 11. Yeah. Yeah. 11. <laughs> what do you got, Elon? Do you have a virtual rope? Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. He, he does. Yeah. But he, but he <laughs> doesn't have a yeah. wizard. Well, he probably yeah. has a whole fleet like <laughs> Iron Man. All right. So I, I mean, I believe you guys. I don't, I mean, I'm going to take you where you're at. So. Should we ask the wizard? I, I mean, his yeah. should be he should be past Elon. Like yeah, this is essentially like a, a well. Actually, can he build? That's true. I mean, he can code. Is he like Jarvis? Pro- probably code, right? If you give him a three D printer, he can probably make something. That's All right, true. let's hear it, yeah. wizard. Um, entertain us. What is your tar? <laughs> you merely adopted the tech. I was born in it, molded by it. Oh man, you really beefed up the sense of humor. I like that. I taught him well. So, I, I love. How that. about this? How about this, Jet? Why don't you give the wizard a tar? Give his give him his tar, and then the wizard can fight you. Infinitar. Infinitar. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take. We'll just take that as it is. All right. Yeah. So the reason why I wanted to ground us in our tar is because, um, the intention of this bonus this bonus content is around. Providing exposure to tech, and what better way than to provide that through the lens of some experts and some wink, wink, non-experts over here, the two point three crowd. Um, so, if you guys will, I know you guys have developed a list, like top five things a site can purchase right now if they have some funding to beef up their tech and their programs. Now, I want to give some context as to why it's so important. One, it's important because we're we're embarking in a new age. We already are in the new age around tech. Like most kids yep. know exactly what TikTok is, knows everything about it. They probably know how to use their phone better than their than their parents know how to use their computer. They could probably do more with their phone than, than parents can with their computer. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent yeah. so true. I think that we as as an education system need to help further that learning beyond just basics. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think your list of five will help do that. But before we get to that, Here's some things that we need to know about our expanded learning programs. Oftentimes, we find programs have a lot of money at the end of the year. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not that they don't necessarily plan that well. That can contribute to it. But it's also about this. Like, we have site leads or people responsible for hundreds of thousands of dollars that might not been exposed to that large amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've always said this. People in our communities are the ones that are that give back and work in our programs. So we have low income communities. So yeah. we have yep. site leads that have never been exposed to this amount of, of money. So we want to help support those site leads that are in, in that position where they might feel a little bit uncomfortable about making large purchases. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The other thing to know too is and this is going to go out there. So bear with me specifically right now programs 
their grant award notifications hit this March. And I'm going to explain what a GAN is. It's an acronym, but it's grant award notification. Those are sent out to our expanded learning grantees directly saying, hey, this is how much funding you're guaranteed. That didn't get sent out until this month. And what that does is considering that we got a rate increase, organizations can't raise those budgets unless they have the GANs in hand. So everyone that was operating from July 1 till now was on budget, on paper, operating with last year's budget numbers, not this updated budget numbers this year. So essentially what that did is put these programs in a position where they have large lumps of, of money to spend. And what better way to spend that money than on large, large ticket items around tech? And I know you guys are believers of that. You just gave me your tar. <laughs> <laughs> so That's right. with that context, do you guys get that? Yep. Yeah. yeah? No, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely okay. get that. Because yeah. if you if you guys get it, because I don't want to say it, but I mean, my expanded learning awareness rating is probably pretty high. Pretty oh, high. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Well, your okay. ear? Okay. Is that your ear? Ear? Yeah, my ear. <laughs> <laughs> my my ear. Your ear. So your ear. But when we combine your ear Elar. and tar, <laughs> when we combine ear and tar. Oh my gosh, man. We're on a whole nother way. We wavelength. get a quality program. Let's do this. Okay. So you guys, like I said, have prepared a list of five items that programs can purchase to, to raise um, tech integration into their programs. You guys want to, you guys want to break it down? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, <clears throat> I mean, the big, big thing here is the context here is that every one of these items that we put on the list, we've either integrated into, you know, programs via classes or we've had deep you know, um, knowledge about like, you know, we've used it every mm -hmm. day or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that for years. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, this is, this isn't something that we just looked up on online and, and started putting a list together, right? This is something that we've used, you know, whether it's daily or, you know, whatever at different school sites and we've seen success with it's it. Success as in engagement. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think with that being said, so number five, you guys ready? Yes. You guys ready? Number Please, five, number five? sure. Okay. It's so, hold on. Does my tar go up after this episode? Can we agree on that? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Tars are adaptable. Okay. I, Tars I, are, I still feel like your tar should be higher than two points. I really, yeah, it, is. it is. It's at least, can we, can we start it's your, at least. We're cutting this out. Keep, let's keep it going. Okay. okay. All right, number, let's keep going. number five. <laughs> number five. 3D printers. Oh okay. yes, yes. And let me let me ex let me explain. Three D printers, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire. <laughs> emoji. Yes, three yes. D printers. Yes, it offers such flexibility in your program to number one actively engage students, whether individually, right? Oh, you're actually yo, you're you're about to reference the quality standards. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So. so you're going to mention the product, then you're going to talk about how it connects if integrated into a program, how it could support. Um, the quality standards. Yes. Okay. So 3D printers. Give us give us the quality standards. Okay. So I've got three. Okay. okay. That I think this connects really well with. Number one, active and engaged learning. Right. Number two, skill building. Obviously. Of course. Um, and number three, you might not think of it, but youth voice leadership. No, I totally do. Okay. They can decide what they print. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So, um, you know, not only do students get to design you know, the, their, their product, they get to learn how to design those products, 3d print, you know, uh, 3d modeling. Right. Um, and you know, they don't have to design, you know, 
and stuff, stuff that are individually for them, but they can design as a team, right? Um, work together to put together, you know, pieces, um, kind of like Legos, Lego bricks. Right? I mean, they can print anything, anything, literally they want. anything. Yes. Now, from a from a program in a integration standpoint, like we just talked about, um, like having access to a bunch of funds. What's the cost on on a three D printer? Like, can you give us like a gauge? Like, what's cheap? What's the on the cheaper end, and then the more expensive end, and like, what's the difference as far as perks? You know what? I'm gonna let Little C's go through this one because he actually knows the. Base level, okay. intermediate okay. level, and even advanced okay. level. So Let's tar from zero to ten. Oof. Yeah. So th the reason this is even on our list now, it's come such a long way, right? They're highly accessible now. There's a lot cheaper options starting at $150 per print, right? Um, higher end can range all the way up to three to $5,000. So, okay. Um, so it, again, intent. What What is your purpose with this? Technology, right? Or you have to know your staff self awareness. What's your tar? If you're barely starting off, I don't recommend going with the super expensive one. Start off with the smaller one and then work your way up. Yeah. So from let's talk about like program dynamics. So mm -hmm. what would you recommend as far as so if it's a tutor who's wanting to to integrate some steam mm -hmm. and they're wanting to integrate a 3D printer, how many would they need for a classroom of twenty? A 3D printer. A classroom of 20, I would say you can get 10 and you can run a smooth program with it. And each 3D printer would connect with one computer and they would just print? Correct. Okay. So now, um, let's say program-wide, mm -hmm. on the higher end, mm -hmm. what would that look like? So, I mean, let's say we have 100 or 200 kids in program, and let's say we wanted to have a 3D printer in each enrichment class and, and may potentially use that some way or mm -hmm. somehow. What would that look like? How could that look? I would say either 20 to 30 smaller printers uh, around like the 250 range, or you can get away with getting bigger printers in the $3,000 range um, with lower quantity, about five to six of them. And you'll get the same output, meaning okay. you'll get the same use out of them. So that means like, so let's, uh, we have the $3,000 one. If we have 20 computers in there, they will send the messaging to the 3D printer and it will just print out however many at multiple, 2.3 guys. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Okay. So <laughs> to answer you, without going too in depth, um, there's stuff that the tutors can do to print multiple prints. So okay. each kid can work on their own computer on their print, but when it comes to printing, they can just put all of them together and print them all out at the same time. Okay, so where can we find this information? Because uh, I'm sitting right next to you, Jet, and it's on a it's on a website. Yes, it's actually on our website, uh, gptech.us slash top five. So if you want to learn more about the 3D printer, please go to... What's the website? I wasn't. I was listening, but not. <laughs> gptech.us. gptech.us. Slash top five. Slash top five. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love okay. that. Okay. So the most important question here is, what the, what's the tar for someone that's looking to use this? Mm. What, should they, what, should, what, should, what should they be at? I honestly, like if you're asking my, I honestly think if you're at a five, you can definitely implement this yeah, very well. Because here's the thing. I'm a 2.3, um, <laughs> and I believe I could do it. No, I think you're a five. Damn it. I think yeah, you're definitely I mean, a five. It. I mean. <laughs> 
and 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 here's here, here's the reason why. If you're looking at a a printer that's about in the range of three to five hundred dollars each, right? So a classroom of ten, a class set of ten, uh, or ten printers uh, would be about uh, what is that? Five hundred times tens, five thousand dollars, right? Um, <laughs> this isn't the ma- This isn't a math episode. <laughs> but those printers Eight. will will have you know. Def- essentially be ready out of the box to print. Yeah. All you have to do is feed it some oh. uh some, some Okay. You know. Then I okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are the tech ones. Leave it to the 2.3 to distinguish what tar is needed. I'm thinking a 1.5. Oh. Hey. I'm thinking a 1.5. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cuz a 0 mm-hmm. but okay, let's do like a 0. 0.1. That's that's like your dad like texting with emojis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 thinking 1.5. 1.5. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I that, and, that's and just to, just to make it clear on the three thousand um, dollar three D printer versus like a two to three hundred dollar one, right? The three thousand dollar one has a bigger bed, which means you can essentially print out way more, way yeah. more multiple at, multiple at the same time. At the same time, and yeah. that would benefit larger programs. It would benefit a classroom of twenty. It's just all about what's your what's your tar exactly. exactly. Yep. What's your tar? Yep. Yep. Okay. So. Um, the wizard, I don't know. I feel like he's knocking on his globe. He has something to say. Since this is outside of the realm of just after school programs, I have a little information for you. Not only is this fun for kids to give them their youth voice, but this is also an emerging market from building parts for their RC cars or robotics to building complete houses now. So in 2020, the complete 3D marketing sales, the market of 3D printing was $12.6 billion with average projected rates by 2026 is $37.2 billion. You're giving children a knowledge for an entrepreneurship or career in the future. Exciting. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I totally get it. It's, it's an emerging tech. You know what, so, because he said that, I'm sorry, I'm just going to take 20 seconds here. Um, our neighbor at the old office actually um, has a whole business, and they just have 3D printers printing out products that they sell on Etsy. So what you're business. telling me, Jet, because I, I listened to you, the wizard, I, gosh, dang it, I'm sorry. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. What you're telling me is this is like a way for kids to develop skills yep. to potentially work yeah yeah yep. okay. yep. absolutely again, <laughs> yep. again yep. tar required 1.5 so <laughs> i would also like to mention this is a key for anyone in expanded learning or outside if your item is over 500 dollars, it has to be inventoried if you're using aces 21st century funding any funding honestly keep yourself safe inventory. it has to be on your on your inventory list yeah okay now, if you know what that means, that means like, so when the state reviews your program, mm-hmm. it's called an FPM, Federal Program Monitoring. If you get reviewed, you have to show proof of the location of where your inventory items are at. And anything over $500, you have to show where it's at. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, makes sense. I've, I've experienced that for yes. sure. So number four. Okay. Number four on number, the list. The, I, I think talking about 3D printers, you know, and talking about how many, you know, you should get for your program. Program wide or you know, just in the classroom, uh, 
leads me to thinking about space. A lot of expanded learning programs struggle with having space to store stuff, right? Mm. To store technology or whatever it is that they need, right? So number four is the Oculus Quest 2. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is... Uh, yeah. There's not going to be. It is a virtual reality headset um, that you can use without having to be tethered to a computer. So okay, so let's, let's let's go back. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's speak to the to the zero point ones. The dads texting using emojis. Mm-hmm. What is virtual reality? What is virtual? What is virtual reality? Little C's. All right. Ready Player One. Watch the film. That, there it is. Right there. <laughs> no. Um. It's an immersive visual experience. You put on a technology, a headset. And it feels like you're actually there. Yeah, and it's interactive. Yeah, very interactive. And, and so, would and you say it's reality, but virtually? But virtually, yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Yeah. What and, it is. And, okay. and by headset, bazinga. And by headset, <laughs> yeah. And by headset, just as a visual reference, it's not just like you know, um, a he- like headphones for your earpiece or whatever. Like your your eyes are actually physically covered. Okay. By yeah. this, okay this device. Yeah. All right, Oculus Quest Two. Yeah. So I mean, this is the thing. Just like 3D printers, you know, students can print anything with their imagination. Virtual reality, you can be anywhere while being in the program, right? If you're limited to a classroom in your program, you don't have to be with virtual reality. So you could be in Paris. You could be on Mars. You could learn about Mars rovers in virtual reality. You could learn about the body in virtual reality, right? So instead of, you know, um, looking at slides, you can be a blood cell inside of, you know, a body. You can take apart um, the human body to see different, you know, um, systems in there. So virtual reality brings limitless possibilities to your expanded learning programs. And we are not sponsored by any Facebook. Program. I was going to say, yeah, brought to you by Oculus Quest 2. No. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty straight up. So as far as, like, integrating it into program, what would that look like? So um, you would definitely want a um, two students per headset. If you're looking just, you know, classroom-wise, right? So again, 10 headsets. They cost about $399 per headset, so $400. You're looking at $10, $4,000. The good thing about this is the reason why we say pair students up um, is because, you know, you have... Just in case they get trapped in the virtual world. That's right. One, pull person, them out. one student can pull them out. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that true? <laughs> no. I, see, we can't do this. <laughs> see, the 2.3s will know I'm joking, but the point ones won't think I'm joking. They'll go, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yep. Okay, so they don't get trapped. No, 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 no they don't okay. get trapped. Okay. They don't get trapped. So why two students? Why? why? Because um, one student's inside, right? Uh, the other student is to spot them so that way you know they don't run out of the virtual circle and run into oh, other students okay because although they're in the virtual space they're moving in the real, real space real space yes. okay yes. cool cool now the good thing about the oculus quest 2 is that the second student the student outside of virtual reality can see exactly what the student in the headset see using the um using a, a tablet a or dev- another device um, because it can cast the view of the person. So not only can the other person see what the student or the person in the virtual reality see, um, but they can also help them say, hey, you know, so if look out for the dinosaur. That's right. Exactly. There's a dinosaur behind you. Please run. Yeah. So, but not into that wall. Yeah. No. And no, but not into that wall. Exactly. Well, and, and the best part about that is too that, okay, for the um, site leads who are worried about students potentially running into a wall, like you just said, 
uh, there's an option for you to actually use it sitting down as well. Oh, yes. cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. As a 2.3, it sounds a little bit overwhelming. It sounds like it would be a rough start for somebody like me. So what would be the tar required to integrate this into program? What was tar for 3D printers? Five, you said. But, no, but I gave it a, I gave it a 1.5. 1. 1. Oh, I gave it a 1.5. To me, this is sounding more like a two. Because you're not even acknowledging, like, I would imagine there's some programming that you have to do. Nope. No, pro no program. No program. Oh. Out of the box. Ready to use. Ready to use oh. out of the box. The only thing you have to do is just install whatever you want the students to be learning and using. And those options are already available. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so, here, here's hey, the important part, though. I can. I hooked up my Netflix. Oh, so oh, if you could do that, it, you yeah. can watch Netflix. Okay, so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say it a two. Yeah, no, it is. It is a yeah, two. The important two. part is how the program intentionally, you know, um, implement this with yes. students. So connecting right. it to the actual academic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Number three. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. All right. Number three. Our favorite, students' favorites, middle school, elementary school, even high school, mm -hmm. the Lego Spike Prime Robotics. <sighs> we getting hands on here? No, mm -hmm. that was my that was it going over my head. It went over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like Legos growing up? Uh, Did you have Legos growing up? I've appreciated them until I stepped on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. well. Never imagine nightmare. Imagine being being able to build. You know, imagine building your Lego set, right? Your mm -hmm. city or... Your I was more whatever. of a Lincoln Log kind of guy, yeah, honestly. Sure, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. But imagine those things, whether it's a, um, a plane or a robot that you build out of your imagination, but imagine them being able to come to life. What? Using programming. What? And Hold motors on. Hold and all on. that. So you build it, do you build it digitally? And no. No. Hands-on. Hands on. Lego oh. pieces, hands-on with students. We need to get a sound effect for next level. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially they build Legos and it sounds like just robotics, but you're more intentional about what you build. Like exactly. More, sorry, more autonomy as to what you build. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Here, okay. Here's my favorite thing about this though, but, and then Josh and uh, Lil C's can chime in. Um, one, the, the best part about this is that the instructions to build these robots are intentionally wrong. Mm -hmm. oh. And here's the reason why. Um, they want you to figure out the right way. So critical thinking skills here, mm -hmm. right? You know, so and and like breaking trust. And <laughs> that's right. Like that's right. Never trust anyone. It's intentionally <laughs> wrong. Yeah. So that way, the students have to figure out like what is the right way. What's the solution? Well, we highlighted the twenty first century skills that expanded learning can uh, reinforce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You said it. Critical thinking critical and also thinking. problem solving. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Collaboration. Reverse okay. engineering. Okay. Yep. Okay. Just like Josh, you said. So with that one, does that involve programming? Yes. Uh, and in an educative way. So block programming, it teaches you. It actually comes with a great app that has full lesson plans in there. And if you just follow the instructions and facilitate it the way it tells you to, kids are going to love it. They're going to learn coding. They get hands on. Okay. It's, it's 
that's amazing. Yeah, and I don't okay. want people to freak out when they say coding. Yeah. Um, it's block coding. So if those of you guys who don't know what block coding is, it's you know, it's literally blocks on newsflash. This just in. Computer. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's blocks with um, logics behind them, right? So instead of type coding, so where you're typing stuff, I don't know if this hacker movies, more. <laughs> <laughs> it's drag and drop. Yeah, you're basically drag and drag and drop. Okay, I get that. Yep, drag and drag and drop. That's right. Drag and drop. Okay. All right. So that was not like Netflix. <laughs> That's more. Uh, I'm gonna give that one like a three point one. Really. Well, maybe I'm just not understanding. I, I argue it's. I think it's easier to implement than VR. No, so we can't look at it from our perspective. I would honestly say that this would be a four. Yeah, it would be a four. Okay. Yes, and and the reason why is number one the builds, right? There's way more preparation. It's not out of the box. Okay. It's not out of the box. So okay. if you're if you're looking yeah. to implement yeah. this in your program, mm -hmm. you have to pre-plan you have to you have to, to plan train. for the instructions to be wrong yeah <laughs> that too yeah. that too no joke that 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 is intimidating but for the for the 2.3s and below just know you got this that's right <laughs> we believe in you the master key project believes in you yeah. yeah all right so for that one um what's the cost so each of these kits will run about 450 dollars um full set kids right um and again we recommend two students per kit mm -hmm. so about 10 right you could have one per student right um but I, I i we find i mean you guys can chime in on this too we find that two per um per kit obviously you need to have a laptop you know for students okay so you have like the, the the sidekick yeah. uh, well no not sidekick because they're both responsible for the function exactly. of the robot or the bot or the Right. The builds are intricate. The builds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The builds are intricate. So someone's on the computer and someone's actually doing the build and doing the modifications. Is that well, how you guys do it? Both of them are actually building. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Right. So they're building different parts. Um, and then, you know, either one person can do the programming or one person can build or they both can build and do the programming. I, I'm glad I'm glad you brought up the computer, though, because um, you have to factor that in uh, with the pricing as well. Yeah. Right? Without a computer uh, or Chromebook. You, yeah. Or Chromebook, mm -hmm. then you won't be able to do the mm -hmm. programming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So yeah. I'd say a set for a group of two, like seven hundred and fifty bucks, right? Times ten for a classroom of twenty, you're looking at about seventy five hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the return on investment is substantial. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. that oh, kind yeah. of exposure to to that kind of tech is, um, yeah, next level. And it's obviously reusable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you gave it a, I gave it a four. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of re there's a lot of resources. Right, and we even do training for staff like ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of resources for them to use. It's just there's there's a learning curve mm -hmm. where they have to get familiar with the build, so that way they can help students when they're implementing yeah. it. Yeah, in the yeah. Because it's one thing to actually be able to do it yourself, but another to actually teach. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I was gonna say, Little Caesar's looking at you like I don't think it's a five. <laughs> <laughs> he's he still got that look like. Eh. No, it's I, not a five I, for him. I can see where like it, it is a little bit more. There's more revolving parts around it, right? Mm -hmm. Putting together the Legos, following yep. the instructions, the wrong instructions sometimes on purpose, and then but it takes you through the engineering process. Yeah, you have okay. to reverse engineering. But these guys are just so good at training people that they just think it's easy. So I see this as from a programmatic side, obviously as an enrichment for twenty. Yep. Mm -hmm. But if you if you integrate like if you have large events mm -hmm. um, within your program, you can definitely do competitions. Absolutely. With large programming. Yes. yes. So, like if you're a site lead listening right now and you're like, oh well, how can I integrate this? I believe two different ways. 
one, intentionally into your enrichment, mm-hmm. or two, you can even make a Steam Club, and yeah. that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the focus. You can also create lo- a large event around around this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you, guys. That was number what? Number three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four. Two. Oh, two. Nice try, Luis. Number dos. Two. What do we got? Oh. Good segue. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good segue. segue. Number we two. Just talked Josh, about you mentioned we needed laptops. That's right. That's what we're going to talk about. Yep. That's number two. Laptops okay. or Chromebooks, right? Okay. So, you know, uh, there's one thing that I'll say, though. One thing that going through the pandemic, right, was taught us is that um, it kind of shed a light that, you know, there is inequity in students having access to technology, mainly laptops of computers, right? Um, and, you know, this is why it's so high on the list, because if you think about it, you know, with everything that we've talked about so far, yep. laptops or Chromebooks or just a device like that is really the gateway into 21st century well, learning, well, I think. And, well, and the gateway to a lot of other different tech. Absolutely. And like what you're just saying, like those things wouldn't be possible unless we had a laptop or a Chromebook. Exactly. So essentially what you're saying is, is hey, make sure each kid has a computer or a laptop. Most schools do offer that, but there are some limitations around it. So if you're a coordinator and you're and you're like, okay, well, they don't have access to their Chromebooks during expanded learning, think about buying a set. Exactly. Especially if you have the funding. Because again, what you're saying, accessibility, especially if they have to work on their homework using a Chromebook, Absolutely. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. anything all the way from robotics all the way to just completing an assignment mm-hmm. for school. Right. Absolutely. A lot of schools have they use Google Classroom yeah. or whatever um, online learning mm-hmm. where, you know, sometimes maybe that student doesn't have access to a laptop. Yeah. So we do hear a lot about laptops, Chromebooks. Like what would you guys recommend um, as far as which one? So th- this and, th- and like <laughs> and yeah, That's a tough I'm question. super excited because I think this is. I think little C's is more excited, excited yeah. about this than this, I am. This um, is what I do for a living. Well, <laughs> exactly. Speak your truth, little yeah. C's. Mike's yeah. hot. I, um, I just think, so I think what he's going to do is, you know, really just give you, lay out the specs mm-hmm. that we usually recommend and then lay out some of these like specific ones. Yeah. I, I always go backwards. So what's your intent with it and what's your budget? And we figure out what best fits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you just want it for regular classwork? Then you don't have to break the bank. Right, you can get away with spending two to three hundred dollars on the laptop. Now, if you want to do some of this cool stuff we're talking about, three D printing, uh, Lego robotics, maybe some program based stuff on your computers, that's when you want to invest a little bit more uh, and longevity. Right? If you if you're going to spend eighty to one hundred dollars on a device, expect it not to last forever. Right? But See, someone like me wouldn't even know what price point would even make sense mm-hmm. as far as like. What you just said there, you already know if it's between eighty and hundred dollars, it's a no go. Yeah. To me, I'd be like, "Well, why? Why not? <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, it'll serve its basic functions: just surfing the web, or watching a video, or just doing yeah. type, typing work." But expect to replace it within like two twelve months. Yeah. So essentially, what you're saying is, is for someone like me, if I wanted to purchase computers or or laptops or Chromebooks for the students. If I want to engage in these activities that you guys have highlighted, one, invest, make the investment in the in the computers. Yes. Yep. Um, but also, too, like it's like buying a bike. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to be on the street, you can get a basic and get away with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go mountain biking, uh, you need to have the tires. Exactly. You need to have the structure built exactly. to be able to handle exactly. it. Yeah. So, I think too, like 
there's other things that we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. So I talked about making movies. We know that in order to have Final Cut Pro on your computer, it has to have certain there's a minimum specs. Yeah. yeah. So what is that like? What can you educate us on? Like the specs, like yeah, the, just like the basic mm-hmm. understanding of the specs around mm-hmm. if you're purchasing a computer. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, first things first, processing power. Yeah. Right. So people are like, oh, CPU. What is that? Right. It's the driving force of your computer, right? So it's measured by a number, usually called gigahertz, G-A-H-Z. You want to stay above two if possible. A lot of these Chromebooks, if you just want basic type typing, surfing the web, they're going to be below two, which is okay. But For those tasks. For those for tasks. Those tasks. Yeah, but yeah. anything that requires extra uh, processing power, stay above two, preferably closer to three. If yeah. possible. Like three and, modeling. And and yeah, so what you're saying is is if we want to do these things, we should be we should try and be above a three. Uh, the yeah, that's close to three. Above a two point five for sure, a three would be okay. ideal. Okay. So yeah. what other specs should we know? Because I know like memory's big. Memory, so RAM, random access memory. Um, bigger tasks like video production, sound production, all of that stuff you were mentioning, Josh, you want to be at least at eight gigabytes of RAM. Yeah. So what that does, it allows you to run multiple things at once. So think of your brain capacity, right? It lets you think and do different <laughs> Limitless. stuff at the same time, right? The lower, the less capacity you have to do multiple things. Yeah. Okay. But yep. six, well, sixteen is ideal for video, uh, video production. Higher end. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, I would but, argue that you, the bare minimum, I would always go eight for anything. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. So yeah. that's just any for like anything. I, because yeah. here's the deal. Because like I know, and I'm a 2.3, but your computer stores things that you might not be aware of, right? Correct. So the memory gets used in ways you don't even know about until yeah. your ma- until your computer goes. You're running out of storage. Would yeah. you like to manage your yeah. storage? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look at that 2.3 yeah. Shannon. So which which brings me to the next, just overall storage for files, saving stuff, um, the type of storage it has, right? Oh, yes, that's um, important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the format. Did um, know this. You want at least. 250 gigabytes is the standard now, yep. right? But yeah. if you know you're going to be saving a lot of files, maybe you're recording, maybe you're doing video production, you want to go higher, at least 500 to a terabyte. And then, So the cool thing about... So I had a friend one time, um, we occasionally talk, but he gave me advice around dumping my files, mm-hmm. like yearly, onto a... External. External, external yeah. hard drive. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? No, definitely. Yeah, highly recommended. Yeah. And What's then, the size that should be? Well, it depends on how much files on what you're working on. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, let's say it, we're let's say we're pumping out videos. Oh, we got a video I, class. Ooh. We're doing all this stuff. I would say no less than four or five. T- oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. four or five terabytes. He's the expert on that. Well, well, and that's the thing too is yeah. like if you're saving yearly. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're talking if we're talking like the files with the the type of cameras that we have today. Those files are a lot larger than like five, six years ago, right? Yeah. So obviously, okay. I would say at least four, four, yeah. four terabytes, maybe four, four mm-hmm. pterodactyl bytes, <laughs> <laughs> four terabytes for your external hard drive, mm-hmm. because um, your computer will occupy space yes. the more you use it, yeah. exactly, and the more you save to it. So yeah. get that stuff off of there on yeah. your, onto onto an external Correct. hard drive. And, yeah. and okay. I, I will say the more stuff you have on it the slower your computer becomes. So yep. that's why it's important to offload some of that stuff. And, and the reason why I said... So you're saying your computer gets stressed. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason okay. why I suggested four terabytes is because it's it it's kind of cheaper and better and it just makes more sense to buy one four terabyte hard drive 
than having like multiple one terabyte ones. Yeah. You, know, just, you know, we're talking, I'm talking about conserving space, right? So, Thank you. And yeah. a lot more affordable now. For those that have less than a 5.0 tar, can you explain the difference between your RAM memory and your storage memory? I don't think, I, wow. He's picking up the nuances of the yeah, podcast because you know dang well he knows the answers to this. He sure well, does. he has a 32 gigabyte RAM. Oh, he's up there. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that's it's pretty. It's pretty good. That's what so I, I just heard all that. Okay. And when you said thirty-two gigabyte RAM, I was mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if eight is the bare minimum, I'm trying. <laughs> okay, little C's. All right. Drop, well, drop l- it. L- let me ask you this: What if you hear RAM and then storage memory? So RAM, random access memory and storage. Do you want to know what I think when what, I hear RAM? What do you think? I think yeah. su- they won the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. The LA Rams. <laughs> so. Um, storage memory is just your overall capacity to save stuff. Yeah. Think of it as a bucket. A bucket, right? And you can fill it up until it's full, and then you can't put any more unless you take some out of the bucket. Unless you right? dump it out, yeah. Um, random access memory or RAM, it's a little side bucket that only pulls stuff when you're working on it. So it doesn't get filled up unless you're running multiple things at once, and when it's done with it, it puts it back. Yeah. Think of it as a tray. Yes. You know, of stuff that you want to do, do right now. Right now. Yeah. So give us an example because I'm not connecting the dots. Um, so think think of, you. Want, I'm going to give you the best analogy I can do. You have a huge chest of toys. It's filled to the top. Yep. That That's your hard drive. You have all your stuff, your toys in there, right? Yep. But you're, not, you're never going to play with them all at once. Yep. So what the RAM is, is your selection of toys that you want to play with in the moment. Um, but the more memory of RAM you have, the more multitasking you can do. So you can uh, play with multiple toys at once. Yeah, yeah. So it's right. your, your, your ability. Almost like your arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but like, why do you need space in order to do multiple options, like multiple tasks? Like, and why does there need to be some storage? Why can't uh, Apple Music be open while I'm doing Final Cut and it just work? What needs to be stored during that time? So it, it needs to be able to run both of them and that's what the ram's for oh, so, okay so okay. Yep. so there we go there yeah. it is so multitasking there it is 2.3s projects. are below there you go <laughs> go rams mm-hmm. psych <laughs> but not a fan shouldn't have said that on on this live podcast we'll, we'll, we'll cut it off yeah we're cutting it off <laughs> so okay cool that was a lot that yeah. um but i love that it that was definitely number two you are no. now a four josh um I don't know. I think I might have regressed. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Okay. Number you have one. To regress to so progress. Let's, okay. So you guys just said computer, Chromebook, mm, yep. probably most important item you can purchase because it connects with all the other different facets of technology. So I'm actually very curious mm-hmm. what number one is. Oh. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yes. The wizard, are you ready? The wizard stays ready. <laughs> oh. Okay. So number one. We should um, record at midnight, see just how he responds. Yeah, I think so. Maybe he's not ready all the time. Well, number one isn't necessarily maybe a physical product, but it does tie to number two. Because like we said, number two, which was computer or laptops or Chromebooks, right? They that's almost like the backbones, you know, to to just twenty first century learning. Mm-hmm. Right. Number one, game based learning. Okay, so this is more like those are all the computers is like infrastructure. This is like hype beast. This is like what has the most hype right now. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I totally exactly. get that. Yeah. You know. What I'm now, 
game-based learning via game design process. And just let me explain, okay? So from our experience, right, working in expanded learning programs and having, you know, launched a successful, you know, game, right, um, educational game for students, we found that there's one thing, one thing that students like more than playing video games. Can you guess what that is? Eating hot Cheetos. Yeah, I was going to say that or talkies. <laughs> pretty close. Wow, pretty, he, pretty close. Yeah. But that is actually making their own video games. So not just playing. Not just playing. Making. Making their own video games. So, you, okay, I'm connecting the dots very quickly. Yeah. That's what this is, making video games. Exactly. And, okay. you know, a, a, for a lot of people, you know, whether you're a 1 on Atar or you're a 10 on Atar, you might think, well, how do I even do that? What, you know, what involves in that? How do I do that, right? So You just, you just asked all the questions that my brain <laughs> said. But let me just kind of explain why it would be important, right? Because, you know, making video games, you know, especially for us, because of student interest lies the opportunity for people like us, for educators and expanded learning programs for all types of TARs, right? To kind of triple down and using that game design process to help educate students, to help build even like foundational language skills, critical thinking, systematic thinking, Right, problem solving, storytelling, and even art. We're talking about Steam here, the entire Steam um, spectrum, right? And um, it's easier than you think. Okay, so um, one of the um, most popular class right now, and Little C's can speak about this, is our eight-bit retro game development class. Okay, so for us two point threes and below, eight-bit. I'm thinking like what Atari. Yes. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Higher? Nintendo. Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo? Yep. Okay. Josh, he has the biggest smile right now. He looks like a proud dad. <laughs> He's <at> yeah. ready. <laughs> <laughs> He's I, I dapping was, me up. I was proud. I was proud. He's at a four. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh's rating's leveling up. Uh, Here's yeah. the thing. You only need number two. The, the number two thing on this list. It was just a laptop, right? You okay. only need that to get started. It's, it's browser-based. Right, browser um, means like uh, so, Google Chrome, yeah, Microsoft, uh, yeah. Firefox, and all that. I used to right? think it was Bowser, the villain. Off of Mario. <laughs> Sorry, back to back to the mission. And a lot of us are already familiar with the company that is making it as easy as possible for students to access, which is Microsoft. So the platform we're talking about here is Microsoft Make Code Arcade. And essentially, you know, it offers the best place for students to start as young as third grade. Say that again. Microsoft Make Code Arcade. Microsoft Make Code Arcade. So this is uh, how the 2.3 is visualizing is like a hub yep. mm -hmm. where people, where the students and educators can go to program or to develop a game. Correct. Exactly, exactly. Okay. It is a browser-based Google Chrome or Firefox, right? Um, Browser-based means like if you enter in a website, it goes to it. Exactly. Yep. There's no programs, no software, <laughs> right. no downloads. It's, it's hosted on the web. It's a website. Okay. So that means don't have to download an app. Nope. Nothing. Correct. So as long as you have okay. access to the okay. internet, you can go to that website and you can start creating video games. And again, is it free? Is that free? Absolutely free. free. Okay, free. so that is free. Okay. Absolutely free. It's free. Uh, unblocked on your educational Wi-Fi. Yep. So okay. you don't have to worry about having to bypass anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then, um, you know, a lot of the things here, that website is essentially what I call an integrated development environment. And all that means is that, IDE, by the way, acronym. <laughs> all that means is that it allows you to build 
the game from scratch. So you can draw your own characters, right? Imagine Legend of Zelda on the Game Boy, right? And then being able to draw yourself, Josh, as Link or, you know, and um, other characters, right? Design map. I was thinking more my face on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Sure. To be honest. You could do that too. Yeah. 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 I like that. You can design the maps, right? Environments, trees, whatever, right? And then it is the easiest user interface that I have seen built with tutorial system, step by step. There's even live coding um, sessions, uh, you know, live stream coding sessions. Um, And the icing on top is that students, there's an emulator where you can test the game, right? Because you you build something, you have to test it. The icing on top for me is that you can actually purchase, you know, um, handheld physical devices, right? For students to use to upload the games that they created, designed, and programmed upload it into that physical device, and then students can test it on there, share it with their friends. Hey, take a look at my game. Take a look at my version of the game, right? Imagine if you can remix Galaga. Well, That's I was, what I was more thinking like, because I'm a 90s baby, like tapping my Game Boy on someone else's Game Boy and exchanging Game Boy games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that kind of like, yeah. like what it is? Exactly. You, you could. Wow. You could. Wow. That's Absolutely. Cool. That is next level. Here's the deal. Here's my, here's my initial thoughts around that. There's stigmas around video games mm-hmm. by adults. If you're playing video games, it's a waste of time. But that kind of goes out the door because it is developing yeah, video absolutely. games. So yes. I guess my question is this. There is a coding dynamic to this, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. So how does that translate to a future career? Good question. Good question. So we talked about block coding earlier. Drag and drop. Drag and drop, drag. right? You just drag and drop. But there's also a text-based coding version, right? So it's really just three different tabs. You can go from drag and drop coding, you can go to text-based coding, and then you just go all design, right? All design, I would imagine, is the most intense. <laughs> you would think, but it's really just another version of drag and drop, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so the reason why you know I say you can do it as young as third grade, but high school students also have a ton of fun with this is because if you're in the elementary or middle school level, you could stick with the drag and drop coding, right? But there is an option to switch over to text-based coding, which is all typing, right? And it uses JavaScript, which is the, I would say, the most popular programming language, right? The entire web, front end, so anything that's in your browser, like Google Chrome or whatever, runs on JavaScript. Right. So if you're looking next you know, bonus episode is about JavaScript. <laughs> there you the go. Co- I'll bring the coffee. There you go. So any any bring the Java. Yeah. Any careers any career that involves programming, any career that involves even um if you want to be an artist, right? If yeah. you want to design characters, mm-hmm. right? Even uh, even if even if you want to be a writer a writer, storytelling is absolutely important in video game development. Yeah. So I Honestly, when I hear that, that really excites me because I think about where we are headed as a society. We are already in the midst of a huge transition as far as technology. Coming out of the pandemic, we've done more things with tech than we've ever as a society. Absolutely. Yep. And they are becoming staples in our society. So I'm just so eager to see how things like these, these fun and engaging mechanisms for kids can then translate to what they become as adults as far as what how they want to spend their time making money. Yeah. Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Okay. You want to know what my tar is for this? Yeah. What's yes. the tar? What's, right what's the tar? What's the tar? I'm going to give it a three. A three? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I think I, it's... I, yeah. I agree. Solid three. Okay. Well, you distinguish two different things. So the elementary side, the drag and drop to me, 2.2. When you start talking about the high school stuff, JavaScript, it's like a 5.5. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Because I just imagine like that blank screen with the neon cursor and you have to just type in like, oh gosh. That's, oh. So, so okay. th- yeah, I wouldn't, I, yeah. I, I think it's the three across the board just because number one, ease of access. You, all you need is a laptop or a Chromebook at your school site. And we know which ones to get now. Thanks, Lil C's. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal. Let's let's draw this bonus episode that has been longer than we thought uh, to a close. Uh, but I think we should we should put a bow in this episode with like your recommendations as far as a site lead integrating technology from a holistic standpoint. Like we just gave five recommendations that they can they can integrate programming. But let's say we do have someone that has a tar of point one. They know how to use emojis, and that's about it. Like, what advice would you give them? We go around the table. Yeah. Well, I I I would say, like you mentioned all the time, self awareness, right? So you're aware you're a point one. Well, what about your staff, right? And then go off of their interests. Okay, so you're saying like potentially lean into someone that has a little bit higher of a tar, absolutely, like in their staff, which is, I mean, that's there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like playing into the strengths of your staff as well, you know. Um, because what about t- kids too? Yeah, yeah. Do uh, not underestimate your students. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you'll be surprised how many times I go into teaching a class like this, and I start from scratch, and I have to skip lessons because these kids already have the fundament fundamental knowledge. This is boring. <laughs> I already know how to do this, little C's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I can but, visualize that. And and then yeah. the last thing is obviously you know the way expanded learning works. You know, look to your community partners, your vendors. Mm-hmm. Too. There are, you know, vendors that will be able to, you know, help you implement these, whether it's um, just training, yeah. um, whether it's, you know, really just implementing in the classroom yeah. as part of your enrichment. Yeah. Right. Um, like, like we do in our office all the time. We we rely on each other's strengths. Right, you know, it's it. I can't do everything. A little C's can't do everything, and Josh can't do everything. I can't run the this wizard, podcast. The wizard can, though. The wizard can. That's <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, hilarious. Okay, so l- let's let's wrap this up. You guys have a website that I've said three times, but I've forgotten every time. <laughs> can you can you say that website again? And it's not like it's. It is your guys' website, but it's more, think of it, like listeners, think of it as a resource. You go to this website, you hear all the things that were talked about today, like you can go and actually find those items on the website and with a little bit like more recommendation and guidance around those items. Um, I think that you guys are actually going to include like the TAR ratings. Yes, we are. Uh, You guys didn't correct me. Rating is in TAR. That's right. The TAR. It's the TAR. TAR. Okay. So, all right. I think that's it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 2.3 out.